Oh, man, I am so excited. I have the greatest news. It's incredible. Your mind will be blown. You probably won't even believe me, but I tell you, it's absolutely 100% true, and I can't wait to share it with you, which I'll do coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia. Welcome to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio, relevantradio.com, and the Relevant Radio app on this Tuesday in the octave of Easter. My name is Patrick Conley. Very glad to be continuing to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord with you. Now, on to the task at hand. That greatest news I was talking about, wondering what that was? Well, no, not if you were paying attention, because I've already shared it with you. Alleluia, Christ is risen. True, it may be old news, some 2,000 years old, but that does not diminish, not one bit, its greatness. Christ is risen. Can you imagine what was going on 2,000 years ago today on Tuesday of the very first Easter week? Although the Holy Spirit had not yet been poured out at Pentecost, I'm guessing news was spreading like wildfire amongst all those who followed Jesus. And what was the result of this fast-breaking, unbelievable news? Amazement, outbursts of joy, tidal waves of hope, and yes, I'm sure some incredulity and disbelief too. But the one thing I can assure you that there wasn't, boredom. Just this listless, apathetic response. Yeah, 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 I've heard it all before, and quite frankly, I don't care. Well, even though you and I have the exact same message, and it is as astonishing today as it was 2,000 years ago, this latter response is what we often get when trying to share the good news of Jesus risen from the dead. So, How do you go about sharing this life-changing news, and how do you do it with joy? That's our focus today here on The Inner Life, evangelization, and going about sharing the good news of our resurrected Lord. Our spiritual director today is Father Brian O'Brien, a priest of the Diocese of Tulsa and pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Father O'Brien, welcome to the program. Good to be with you. It is great to be with you. Happy Easter to you and to all of uh, the listeners out there. It's great to be here. Happy Easter to you as well. Just checking in, Father. How was your How was your triduum? We We did all right. Uh, t- so yeah, today we're, we were our office was closed, uh, kind of Easter Monday, and so now we're back in the in the office this morning. And there's a lot of uh, candles around and uh, our liturgy aids everywhere. So we're kind of this is a morning of kind of cleaning up and digging out and right. and then getting ready for uh, getting ready for the week ahead. It's, we're heading into wedding season uh, sure. and first communion and confirmation. And so there's we're kind of we have to turn a page pretty quickly and. And just keep right on going. Got to get the house cleaned up after the party so you can throw another one. That's right. Yeah, very That's good. right. Very good. Well, I'm excited to have you on the program as our spiritual director today. And especially as we're speaking about sharing the good news of Jesus risen from the dead and doing so with joy. So let's just begin with the basics. Father, what is evangelization? 
evangelization is is just quite simply the sharing of the of the good news. Um, you said it right at the outset. You know, the good the good news, the best news, um, the greatest story ever told is the life, death, and resurrection uh, of Jesus Christ, and that's what we share when we when we evangelize. We are sharing. We are we are evangelists sharing the the evangelical message, the message of the the saving love of God in the person of Jesus Christ and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the founding of his church. Mm. That's the, that's, that's the, that's the basics. Mm-hmm. I've already heard it mentioned on the relevant radio network today by some of our other show hosts and guests, but um, we frequently look to the gospel passage that's given to us today um, for mass today. And we see Mary Magdalene being instructed by the risen Lord to to go and tell the disciples um, that, yeah, he has risen from the dead. And so she is called the Apostle to the Apostles. Do you want to unpack that a little bit for us there? What's the setting of the scene? What's going on here, Father? Absolutely, yeah. So it's John, John chapter 20, um, and it, it begins, Mary Magdalene stayed outside the tomb weeping. You know, she was, so she was there um, and sees these, these two angels. One of them says, you know, why are you, why are you weeping? She says, they've taken my Lord, and I don't know what they've done with him. Um, she, she thinks it's the, the gardener um, and nice. says, you know, where, where, where have you laid him? And Jesus says to her and calls her by name and says to her, Mary. And she turns back and kind of calls him teacher um, and then announces to, or kind of expresses to her, okay, now go. Go and go and tell everybody um, what what you've seen. And and her message is to the to the disciples. I have seen the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with that, they um, my guess is they they would have known exactly what she was talking about. Not I saw his dead body, um, right. but I saw him risen. And right. that was the first. She she's that that kind of that first evangelist spreading the good news. Yeah. And it even from that that story in our gospel for today, we can pick up something there, right? And in that um a, an encounter with the risen Lord is necessary before becoming an evangelist, between before being a sent one, an apostle to others, that there needs to be this because you know, it just anybody can tell you that, yes, historically speaking, at least this is what the Christians claim that Jesus died, he was buried, and then he rose again from the dead. But um, in order to be an effective evangelist, we need to encounter the Lord first personally, right? Absolutely. You know, I, I, one of the, I, the phrase I like to use a lot um, in my homilies here, and I mean, it's certainly not, it's not something I made up, but you can't give what you don't have. Yeah. Um, and so that, that each of us, everyone listening to this today, we have to have an encounter with the Lord in order to then give, give him away. Um, so we use, in my parish, we use this phrase kind of encounter, grow, go. You've got to encounter the Lord and then grow with him, and then you're ready to go. And I think sometimes we kind of invert that order. We, I know I've done this where, you know, you kind of tell your people, all right, go out and evangelize. But they haven't, they, they haven't had, even, even a lot of church-going people haven't, have not had that, um, that real encounter with, with Jesus Christ risen from the dead and then maybe don't know their faith well enough in order to, or, or they think they don't know it well enough to, you know, to go out and, and to preach. So we've got to encounter first. That was, that's Mary Magdalene, right? She encounters the mm-hmm. Lord at the tomb and then is ready to go. 
imagine if that were inverted. If she said, "Okay, I've seen the Lord," and they said, "Where?" and she was like, "Oh, I don't know," and then you know, it just it would have gotten <laughs> would have gotten all all messed up. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they would have called her into into suspicion or you know made her suspect in her reporting that she had seen the Lord if if she said I, I yeah I, I don't really remember I might or, I might yeah, see the Lord no maybe. she did she yeah, saw right. and then shared yeah. that good news yeah yeah well, thanks be to God for that our spiritual director today here on the Inner Life is Father Brian O'Brien from Stillwater Oklahoma in the Diocese of Tulsa and when, when when did you last share the good news when was a time when you saw fruit in sharing your faith. We'd love to hear your testimony. Call us up. Let us hear it. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Well, Father, um, one of the things that I'm hearing from you as you you talk about this encounter, then grow, then go, what's the grow piece about? Um, Because, yeah, I, I, I think I know what you mean, but why don't you unpack grow for us? Yeah, the grow piece, I think, is, is traditionally what we would call religious education or catechesis. Um, you know, so what, what, what does the church teach and what does the scripture say? Um, but, you know, I think we all know people or maybe have experienced this in our own life where somebody knows a lot about God or about the church, but, but themselves are not a converted disciple. So that's where the, the, the encounter comes first. And then someone can can grow in the faith. So that's where, you know, so many parishes, and we do it here, you know, are offering Bible studies and catechism classes. And, you know, you listen to, um, you know, Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in a Year, Catechism in a Year. All those things are wonderful. You know, so many great um, Catholic books out there and Bible studies and and programs and, um, you know, things on on television, things on the radio. Those are ways in which we we grow in in our knowledge and love of God. Uh, which then we can share. So when somebody has a question, well, what does the church teach about that? Or what does, this, what does the Bible mean when it says this? We're able to answer those questions because we've grown in our faith. We've done that. You know, hopefully people are doing that on their own. Um, you know, I think if we just relied on our parishes to, to feed us everything we need to know, it's not going to be enough. Um, we have to have that kind of inner motivation, uh, in, inspiration to, to to be learning all the time about our faith, and then we're able to share it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that sounds great to me. I mean, it, it seems to make sense. And but um, now about the go piece. To whom would you say that we are primarily sent, Father? Uh, I know this is incumbent upon all members of the mystical body of Christ. It's not just the job of the clergy or the religious, right? It's our baptized duty and right to share the good news of Jesus. Um, but is there someone, that it's some group that we are particularly sent to or primarily sent to? So on a, on a broad scale, um, we would say we're, we're sent to everyone. You know, Jesus says um, in the, in the, at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, go therefore and make disciples of, of all, nations. all nations. He doesn't, yeah. mm-hmm. he doesn't specify, you know, just this part of the world or that part of the world. You know, and then there's been in the, in the church, you know, a debate going back to Peter and Paul of, well, are we, are we just evangelizing like the Jewish people or should I go to the Gentiles? And what the church has said from the very beginning, even amongst all those debates, is every person deserves to hear the gospel. Um, that, mm. that when we say that Jesus Christ died for us, um, there is not a person who has ever lived or who lives now or ever will live for whom Jesus Christ did not die. And so 
everyone needs to hear the gospel. So now we got we have to you know break the, break that down um, to say to one person, go and 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 evangelize the world. You know we we do that starting right right where we are, wherever you are. Um, I have a, a lady here in, in my in my parish who is in um, she's basically in a in a nursing home um, and is not really able to get out and about. And she said to me one day, she said, you know, well, how you you always you're always kind of preaching about evangelizing, and how am I supposed to do that? And I said, well, you have you have neighbors, right? You 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 go to the dining room and and have lunch and dinner and. I said, there's there's your mission field, this this nursing home right here, and she kind of lit up and and took it to heart and you know and now you know she tries to share the gospel with with the people that she lives with and so it's really wherever you are now we need missionaries to go to the four corners of the world but really wherever you are you can be and ought to be by your baptismal call you ought to be a missionary an evangelist in that place no matter your age. No matter your state of life, um, you can be an evangelist. Yeah, very good. Our spiritual director again, Father Brian O'Brien from the uh, Diocese of Tulsa, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And uh, we are talking with him about sharing the faith, spreading the good news, evangelization. Father, let's take a phone call. We've got Latasha who's calling in from Mesa, Arizona. Latasha, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Hi, thank you for um, answering my call. Um, I think you might have answered part of my question. Um, it was just you were talking earlier about having an encounter with Jesus um, first, like Mary Magdalene. And I was just curious, as, like an example of present day, um, if you had an example of what kind of encounter that would be. Yeah, Latasha, great question. So I, th- I, I think, yeah, we can read that we can read the scriptures sometimes and say, well, gosh, I'm so glad that happened to her, but that, that, that's not going to happen to me. One of the great gifts that we have as, as Catholics um, is, is the Eucharist. Um, and so when we talk about an encounter, one of the things I encourage my people here, and, and I know a lot of, a lot of priests do, um, is spend, spending time with the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Um, the other place we find the Lord is, is in the Scriptures, um, those are pl- those are places of real encounter, where we we read the life of Jesus, we hear His words being spoken to us, um, when we come to the Mass, when we spend time in Eucharistic adoration, we're we're there with Him. Uh, it's an opportunity to allow Him to 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 speak to us, to to be present to us, and then that allows us to then make you know ultimately when we say I want to be a disciple. It, it needs to be, it's a definitive choice in one's life to follow Jesus. And so to go to Mass, to go to the, the, your local uh, church, your lo- where the Blessed Sacrament is, and to say, I, Lord Jesus, I choose you. You are, you are my Lord and Savior, um, and, I, and I give my life to you. I put you as the center of my life. Um, in our modern day, we can do that, um, especially with the Eucharist, and we can do that as well with uh, Jesus' life present to us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Hmm. Yeah, thank you, Latasha, for that. And, Father, I saw in Latasha's uh, write-up notes here that she she says that she's not Catholic, so um, the Scriptures might be a great place to turn. But also, Latasha, I would take Father's advice, too. Wander down to your local Catholic church, which is probably open during the day, where you can go in and spend some time 
just in church with the Blessed Sacrament there as well. Would you have any follow-up to give there, Father? Yeah, so I, you know, I actually have some good priest friends out in uh, the Diocese of Phoenix, where you are, uh, which is where Mesa is. There's some uh, wonderful churches. You can just go, kind of Google your Google your local your local church, um, and, and then you can go there. You know, pe- you can just walk in to the to a Catholic church, and what you're going to see when you walk in, Latasha, you're going to see um, up at the up at the front of the church, you're going to see some kind of really beautiful. Um, gold or wooden box, um, and we call that the tabernacle. And somewhere near there, next to it or above it, there's going to be a red candle. And what that red candle signifies is that Jesus Christ, His body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, is present in that in that box, in that in that tabernacle. Um, and so when you when you come into a church, you'll see Catholics oftentimes will will genuflect. They'll go down on their on their right knee before they go and sit down into their into their seat. Um, they're acknowledging the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who is present right in right in that place. So you can walk into any Catholic church in Mesa or anywhere in Phoenix or wherever you are, um, and and spend time with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, truly risen from the dead. Mm. Hope that helps, Latasha. Thank you so much for calling in. Great question, and I hope that you do encounter the Lord. If you do, why don't you give us another call back here at The Inner Life, uh, and uh, thanks for listening to the program. Our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life is Father Brian O'Brien, the pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. When was a time that you shared your faith and saw fruit from the sharing of that faith? When, When did you last share the good news and perhaps there was a time when you shared your faith and it was awkward and stumbling and you didn't see much fruit come from it. I certainly have many of those myself. We'd still love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We've got lots more to come here on The Inner Life. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. If you are in the market for health insurance, our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is here to help you and your family find the most cost-effective health plan. Learn more at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley. Glad to be with you in celebrating the resurrection of our Lord. And we're talking about sharing that news that Jesus is indeed risen from the dead. Our spiritual director today, Father Brian O'Brien from the Diocese of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we are, yeah, we, we've just been discussing all sorts of great things about sharing the faith and what that what that means and the fruit that it can it can bear. So if you do have a story of sharing the faith and you saw fruit that it bore in someone's life, give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Father, one of the distinctions that uh, I have frequently heard brought up when it comes to sharing the good news is the distinction between sharing a testimony and sharing the kerygma, which uh, that may need to be defined. Kerygma, what are we talking about there? So can you kind of unpack that a little bit, a difference between the testimony and the kerygma? Sure. So I'll just, you know, the kerygma is a, it's a very kind of, I don't know, sort of insider word, but, but, it's, but it's one that any evangelist or future evangelist ought to know. The kerygma is the basic gospel message. Um, it, it, it's sort of, I would just say, it's like our elevator pitch. 
Um, you know, when somebody says, so like, what do you, like, what do you believe? You know, sometimes people, well, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and launch into, you know, the Nicene Creed or the Apostles' Creed. Um, but, but what is the, the basic Christian message? Um, it's kind of fourfold, um, that, that God loves me unconditionally and made me for relationship with him. That's, that's the first thing, right? So that's something we can get across people, that God loves you unconditionally and made you for relationship with him. The second part of the kerygma is that we, we have sinned and we've broken that relationship that we were intended to have. Um, and then we would say that Jesus Christ came to heal that relationship through his death and resurrection. And then that, that everyone has then an opportunity to respond to Christ's saving work by choosing Jesus as uh, as our Savior. So those three things. God loves me unconditionally. We've sinned and broke the relationship. Jesus came to heal it, and we have an opportunity to respond to to his love. That's that's the, that's the basics. So a, te- a testimony can can often involve that, and I think sh- you know should if you can if you can if you can do that. So a testimony would be how did how did how has God worked in my life, mm-hmm. and so to be able to share, you know, I was like this, and now I'm like this. My life was going in this direction, and now it's going in this direction, and that is so powerful. Um, the the power of a personal witness. Um, especially of somebody that 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 somebody knows. So you know, even you know, the saints have amazing stories. Saint Paul, Saint Augustine, Saint Mary of Egypt. Um, this weekend, I'm still working on my homily. I think I'm going to preach about a guy named Bartolo Longo, who was a Satanist turned uh, priest. Right? I mean, amazing things what God can do, and those are great stories. But imagine the power of you, listener out there, sharing how God has worked in your life and being able to share that with somebody that you already have a relationship with, a family member, a coworker, um, that's going to have a more, potentially a more profound impact on them than, you know, a saint from, from 300 years ago uh, because they know you and they, they, maybe they've seen how God has worked in your life and how you used to be and how you are now. But that basic gospel message and a, and a, personal testimony is going to go a long way. And ultimately, that's what that's how the gospel gets shared. Yeah. Being a convert from evangelical Protestantism, I mean, we seem to have all sorts of platforms in that tradition where we could share, and we were encouraged to share about what God was doing in our lives, how God had worked in our lives. I haven't seen quite as many platforms here in the Catholic world since converting 13 years ago, but I will say this, I am grateful that the inner life as well as the whole host of relevant radio programs are a place where people can do that. They can share about how how God is at work in their lives. And to that end, let's go to Nicole, who's calling in from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Nicole, thanks for calling. Welcome to the inner life. Yes. Hi, thanks. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, so, you know, okay, so I lived my whole life in drug addiction. Basically, I was a Satanist. Um, back in my youth, uh, during my heavy metal days and whatnot, I was out of control, completely out of control. Like, you know, I can't even go on to how bad it was. But anyway, um, throughout my addiction, as I ended up on the streets of Manhattan, and I, I found that I do, I did have a, a, an extreme faith inside of me with Jesus, and I would pray. 
And I would pray, Jesus, please make me want to want this and uh, get sober. And so he, he saved me, and I did. And I had some good 12 years of clean time. And, um, you know, I fell again. And now I have, okay, so now I have three years again. And Jesus saved me yet again. And, but this time really put me on fire for Catholicism. And so my every day is listening to relevant radio, really filling my soul with learning and knowledge about my Catholic faith and the Eucharist and confession. Now, because I'm on such fire, what I put into my body is what comes out. So evangelizing is not very hard for me because that's what's on the forefront of my brain. Wow. I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it to my family who doesn't believe in the Eucharist. What do you think about that there, Father? And, wow, uh, yeah. No, praise, yeah. praise God. I mean, it, I mean, you, what, you, what you just said, Nicole, is... Is the is is you just gave a testimony to who however many people are listening to this um, of what of what God has done and is doing in your life, um, and, and you mentioned something if I heard it right you were you know you kind of had an initial encounter, and then you know but 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 sin was still in your life and 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 drugs and like and that, and then but like God kept working on you and you kept trying to respond to that and so there can be even be sort of multiple encounters in a person's life. It's not a, um, you know, what a lot of our Protestant friends would say, you know, I was, I was saved on this particular day. And in the Catholic world, we say, you know, that salvation is a, it's a, it's daily, right? We're constantly working with God, God working on us um, to bring about our salvation. Uh, but what a powerful testimony that Nicole um, just gave. And, and, and I would only say this, you know, you said you have some some family that um, that don't that don't believe, right? Everyone does. Um, we all have people in our life that don't believe what we believe. Um, and, and one of the best pieces of advice um, I, I heard this from a parishioner years ago. And they heard it from an older priest who said simply this: What people who don't know Jesus, um, what they need uh, is light, not heat. Huh. And I love that phrase, and I and I say it a lot to people, especially in the confessional, um, and and in lots of other situations, that if we give a joyful witness to our faith, if we show people by our witness how Christ has worked in my life, it is going to be way more effective in the long term than than the heat of you better believe this or else or. Um, kind of for, forcing people uh, into it or pressuring them into it or guilting them into it. Uh, light, not heat, uh, mm -hmm. is, is I think one of the great, one of the great phrases in, uh, in our evangelical work. Yeah, love it. Light, not heat. Nicole, thanks for the call. Excellent testimony. Thank you for giving that. If you have a time when the Lord has really reached you, especially through the witness of another, uh, give us a call. Tell us what that was like. 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Or if you have shared your faith fruitfully with another person and seen that, um, move them closer to the Lord. 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com.
Well, Father, you started getting on this this with the light, not heat thing, and definitely something we wanted to hit on. What are some of the chief challenges or obstacles for those of us who want to be? We understand our calling to be evangelists. Um, we want to share the good news. But what would you say are some of the chief challenges in our culture, in our society today that stand in our way of doing so fruitfully and effectively? Yeah, there's a lot. Um, you know, so the, I guess the first thing I'd say is we, we got to that we got to work on ourselves. Um, so the, the great G.K. Chesterton, you know, they, to, the, to the question, what's wrong with the world? He said, I am. Um, we we got to work on ourselves and so that that we are people of prayer, um, that we are learning our faith, kind of constantly just growing in our faith. That ultimately is going to be that, that great witness. But we do have a lot of cultural um, obstacles, I'd say. You know, I think there was a time, maybe some of the older, older listeners will remember a time when uh, the, kind of the Judeo-Christian ethic, where Christianity, maybe you live in a part of the country or the world where, where Catholicism was like, was it. Mm. Uh, my parents grew up in, in Boston, uh, they were born in the early 40s and, you know, and grew up in Boston, just incredibly culturally Catholic. Everybody they knew was Catholic. Everybody went, you know, it seems like everybody went to Mass. And so there was kind of an ease to it. There didn't have to be a great effort. Um, we hear the phrase that the, the faith was was caught, not taught. You just, you're just picked it up. You're just swimming in the river and you're going downstream. That is not the world we live in anymore. And I think we all know it. We see kind of the cultural issues around us and we see some, you know, even just ho- even open hostility um, to, to faith. We're now swimming upstream. Um, there, the, I heard a, an advertisement right before the show started about um, the University of Mary up in North Dakota. There's a priest there, yeah. Monsignor James Shea, who wrote a beautiful book called From Christ- Christendom to Apostolic Mission. And he basically is saying, we're, we're, this, w- the time we're in now is much more like the time of the early church when we had to really try, we had to really face obstacles, we had to kind of stand up in the face of persecution. It, it's not going to be easy. And so those, those cultural uh, obstacles are many, but it, it, it does not change the command of Christ to do it. Right. Um, might it be a little harder today than it was 10 or, or 50 years ago? Yes. Um, that just means we need to be stronger in our faith, growing in holiness, um, staying close to uh, Christ and his church and the sacraments so that we have the strength to be able to swim upstream and continue the work of the church. Mm, amen to that. Uh, some wise words of advice from our spiritual director, Father Brian O'Brien from uh, St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and also quoting uh, regular relevant radio contributor Monsignor James Shea from up there at the University of Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. And grateful that we have this opportunity to talk about some of these challenges that lie in front of us. Perhaps you have encountered one of these challenges, and maybe it has really been thrown back in your face. Or perhaps you've encountered a challenge and God gave you a specific grace to get through it, and you still saw fruit born from your sharing of the good news of Jesus risen from the dead. Please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. Father, I think one of the things that oftentimes comes up in these conversations about sharing the faith and sharing it joyfully 
is there's a certain amount, given, I would assume, at least in part, some of the challenges you were just talking about, there's a certain amount of fear, quite frankly, about how will I be looked at if I bring this up or how, how, will, it, how will people respond if I bring up Jesus Christ risen from the dead? Any thoughts along that? Where does this fear come from and what should we do with it? Yeah, I think, you know, I think most, most people want to, we want to fit in. Um, we want people to think well of us. Uh, we want, yeah, we just, we, we want to be kind of one of the, one of the crowd. And when you, when you live the gospel, the life, the life of, of, of that, that Christ is calling us to, there are times when you're going to be different and you're, and you're going to stick out. And so I think that's just something that we all have to prepare for. Um, and I would simply say, you know, when, when Jesus says in the Gospels, he, he, he tells Peter um, to put out, throw your nets out into the deep, put out into the deep. Um, that's a great metaphor for evangelization. Um, Peter didn't want to. He had been up all night. He was tired. And Jesus says, well, throw, throw your nets out, in, out into the deep. And, you know, and he does. And he catches, you know, more fish than he knows what to do with. There's a, there can be a fear, and I think to acknowledge that, okay, I am afraid to share the gospel with my coworker. I, I am afraid to invite this person to come to church with me. And I would simply say, just like a lot of things, that we, we have to overcome fear out of love for, for this person. You know, we, we love Jesus, we want to share the good news, and out of love for Christ and that person, we have to overcome that fear, and I would simply to ask, I would tell, I would just say this to people: is just try it. Mm. Um, think of riding a bike, right? You get on your bike and you fall down a bunch, and then and then you figure it out and you and you do it. It, it evangelization is one of those things that you just you have to kind of step out in faith and try it, and then it ultimately over time you're you're just simply going to get better at it. You're going to learn. Um, how best to do it. You're going to learn how, how people are going to respond. And then before you know it, you're inviting people to Mass, and you're asking people if they're interested in becoming Catholic. And you're, you know, and then you're doing it. Yeah, ma'am. May it be so, indeed, as we share, we seek to share, anyway, the great news of Jesus risen from the dead. Father, um, I remember growing up, you mentioned uh, your parents growing up. And when I was growing up in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, we had a regular column from uh, Miami Herald humor columnist Dave Barry, and I always used to enjoy reading his columns. But one of the things I remember he wrote at one point, he wrote, people who want to share their religious views with you almost never want you to share yours with them. And so I'm guessing when it comes to sharing the good news that there is a role for listening, that there's a role for listening to the other person's response, their own ideas and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, so I think uh, I've heard this quote always attributed to St. John Bosco, you know, who said, if you if you love what they love, they'll love what you love. Um, I used to use that a lot in, in, in youth ministry and I used to run a high school in Tulsa and. And, you know, just like, okay, I'm going to go to this soccer game. I'm going to go to this event that maybe I don't know anything about. I'm going to go because that kid is there. And I'm, I want them to know that I care about what they care about. And so to, to be able to listen and, and really simply to, to start, yeah, to start an, an evangelization with listening to the other person. Tell, you, tell, me about, tell me about yourself. Tell me about 
Um, do you know? Do you guys ever go to church? And, and and to do so in a very kind of non-judgmental way that you're legitimately interested in hearing about their spiritual journey. Mm. And it may be uncomfortable. They might, they might. You know, a lot of people have been hurt by by the church or a church um, or people or church-going people. And to be able to listen to that and and not respond with with judgment, but with love. And then when you listen to to this to this individual, now now you have information that's going to help you help them, uh, and ultimately they know that you care about them. Mm-hmm. Yep, very good. Again, our spiritual director, Father Brian O'Brien from the Diocese of Tulsa, Oklahoma, as we're talking about sharing the good news of Jesus risen from the dead. Have you shared your faith recently? If you have had that experience, whether it bore fruit or whether it kind of got just uh, it fell flat, we'd like to hear from you. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine. You can also send us an email: innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be back with more right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Romeo, who is listening in California, for donating his BMW. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles by visiting RelevantRadio.com slash car. That's RelevantRadio.com slash car. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on RelevantRadio.com. My name is Patrick Conley. Grateful that you've joined us. My thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, and Thomas Engesers, taking some of your phone calls, and our spiritual director, Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And we're talking about sharing the good news and sharing it joyfully. Was there a time when you shared the good news and you saw it bear fruit in someone's life? Were you yourself affected by the witness and testimony of another Catholic, another Christian in your life? Give us a call. Join the conversation. 888-914-9149. Father, let's go to uh, a phone call. We've got Mark who's calling in from Los Angeles. Mark, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you, uh, sir and father. I just wanted to say that was, uh, I'm 54, and um, I had a good Catholic education, but I've, I've never heard what you all mentioned in your last segment about being interested in the person and in the person's interests with whom you're trying to share the gospel, especially that quote from St. John Bosco. So thank you for saying that. I'm a, I'm a public school teacher, um, here in California at a junior, senior high school. And I, and that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to try to attend the sporting events of, of, of my students. Uh, so thank you for that. You're very welcome, Mark. Yeah, it's, um, it, you know, you, I mean, we follow the model of Jesus. And so Jesus took a great interest in those that he was preaching to, in those that he was walking with. Um, he, ha- you know, he's God, and so he kn- he knew everything about them already. But um, it, that that model is really is one that it it, it works um, when somebody knows that we love them and that we're interested in them. They're going to be much more likely to 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 listen to us. You know, so you think about just walking up to a stranger at the at the shopping at the at the grocery store and and start preaching the gospel. The effectiveness of that is 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 just not very good. Um, it can it can work, but it, but it rarely does. Versus somebody who is your friend or who is your family member or who is your student, 
they know you, they know you love them, they're going to be much more open to uh, an invitation and what you have to say. Mm. Without a doubt, Mark, thanks for the call. And I'll tell you what, if you do start living that out, especially in your teach, role as a teacher, um, and you see fruit being born, give us a call again to The Inner Life and uh, let us know how things are going. We'll be praying for you in the meantime. And Father, Mark makes a good point that uh, that we, all of us, uh, we touched on this earlier, that it's, it's incumbent upon us all, it's not just the role of a select few within the Church, but the whole of the Church, um, to give witness to Jesus risen from the dead. But maybe tell us a little bit more, how does that specifically work itself out, or how do we know that, that it's part of our duties as Catholics, um, specifically as laity? Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. So from, 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 from one's baptism, we're, we're, we're being sent out. Confirmation um, stirs up those gifts of the Holy Spirit to, to send us out. But I, I would put it on, the, on a practical level. Um, I'm, I'm a priest, um, and my days are, are pretty full and, and it's, and it's awesome. And I'm out and about, I go to sporting events, I go to re- local restaurants, I go to our FFA show. I, you know, I'm, I'm out, out and about and I, and yeah. I meet people, but imagine if the thousand families in my parish, as they were out and about, were also, you know, we're doing, we're doing the same thing, meeting people, inviting people, um, it's going to be way more effective just because there's more of us out there. And the other thing I would say is there, there, are, there are places, most places, uh, Catholic priests don't get invited to a lot of places. <laughs> you know, I can't, I, I can't just walk the halls of our local high school. Mm. Um, I, I'm not, I don't, if I just showed up at your workplace, um, it, it would be weird. Uh, mm. People would be like, well, what's this guy doing here? So I'm not there, but you're there. You're there. I don't live in your neighborhood, and I don't work where you work, and I don't go to school where you go to school. You do. And so who who's going to be a more effective evangelist in your school and in your workplace or in your neighborhood? Is it me or is it you? And, and the answer is it's you. And, and so now that might eventually lead to an invitation to church and, hey, this is our priest. And maybe I, I end up sitting down with them or teaching them about, about the faith. But that initial invitation, the initial call, the initial, um, hey, would you like to learn more? It, it's going to come from the person closest to the situation, which is not the priest. And so Catholics, we make a huge um, evangelical mistake by saying, I'll, I'm just going to leave that to the priest or the parish staff. Um, it, it just it won't go as far if if everybody is not playing their part. Mm-hmm. It's the whole Christ working together as the members of the mystical body. So we are grateful for that. Our spiritual director, Father Brian O'Brien from Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We're talking about sharing the good news of Jesus risen from the dead. So got time for a couple more testimonies if some of you have shared your faith and have seen great fruit from that, or even not so great fruit, give us a call. Let us know what happened. 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Father, there's some uh, accusations, I suppose you could call them, that uh, are oftentimes, well, they're utilized by Catholics kind of against the practice of evangelizing. Um, one of them is that it's uh, this is a Protestant thing to to talk about Jesus in such a way as to elicit a response, a personal response. Oh, the other thing is is that well, this is kind of new, isn't it? I mean, um, the new evangelization and with Saint John Paul II and Pope Benedict, um, 
and Pope Francis. But, uh, yeah, neither one of those things are, are really true, are they? Uh, they are not. Um, so, one, I mean, just go back to the beginning. Go back to the apostles. When Jesus says, go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, what the 12 apostles did is they went to the corners of the known universe. Um, they, they went out. Um, our, our, our patron saint here in, in our parish is St. Francis Xavier. Right. He, went to the, he went to India. Well, long before Francis Xavier got to India, the Apostle Thomas went to India. If you, if you, if you have friends who are from India and, or you go to India, they're going to talk about three saints. They're going to talk about Mother Teresa, Francis Xavier, and the Apostle Thomas. Mm. Thomas the Apostle is buried in India. He's not buried in Rome, or he, and he's not buried in Jerusalem. He's buried in India because that's where he went. So we have been doing this from the very beginning. Um, and then you look even just in sort of modern popes, um, the, the, kind of the, the best, I think, the best document on evangelization um, was written by St. Paul VI in December of 1975. Mm. It's called Evangelii Nuciandi, um, on the evangelization of the modern world. Um, he wrote it in 1975, and it says everything that you and I have been talking about, Patrick, about yeah. a personal relationship with Jesus, about sharing the gospel, about being a witness, all that. He wrote it, in, it came out December 8th, 1975. Mm. Now, so John Paul II picked up on that, and he called for, John Paul II called for a new evangelization, which was an evangelization of people that have already been evangelized. Um, an evangelization of, of Catholics who have lost their faith. So you look at a lot of Western Europe or a lot of the United States. We have so many people who maybe grew up Catholic, but never it never sunk in. They never got the gospel message, and now they need to be re, re-evangelized. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it is, it is definitely not new, um, <laughs> and it's not Protestant. I mean, I, yeah. I know our Protestant friends are sometimes better at it that, than we are, um, and I think a lot of times they're just bolder. They have more. They have more courage than than mm. we do. Um, but it's not something that is that is exclusively Protestant. In fact, it's very very Catholic and has been from the beginning. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's go to another phone call. We've got Chris who's calling in from Buckeye, Arizona. Chris, welcome to the Inner Life. Thanks for calling. You you're welcome. Thank you. I just want to say I do uh, I Uber, and it amazes me how uh, the Lord uses my mouth. <laughs> uh, I, my, my job is to open my mouth, and it's his job to fill it. And the message comes forth just time after time after time, whatever this person is needing in the way of their relationship with Christ. Um, they need that invitation to come back to the church, to come back to Mass, to the sacraments. Um, and it's amazing how positive these people, and how well accepted what I'm saying is. Uh, the the other thing, real quickly, is that the the idea of uh, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. I refute that every time because uh, the way I was taught, being religious means to bind oneself to God and God in each other. So using Uber as that vehicle, uh, it really is fruitful. Yeah, I love that. You know, so so in a, in an Uber situation, you know, you're the driver. They're they're in the back of your car, in the front of your car, whatever. Um, uh, you know, I think to not it's not something that you know sort of, of force on people, but but 
I've I've been in Ubers or you know kind of ride shares or you know taxi, and the person you know has the flag of their country or has a rosary hanging from their their uh, their de- their uh, their their uh, their mirror, you know, and to say hey are you oh you know are you are you this or are you that and now a conversation has has started, mm-hmm. you're able to witness to that person for maybe that's ten minutes maybe that's an hour. Um, but that's one of the ways, you know, and then, and then you never kind of know where that's going to go. That person's going to get out of your car and you're probably never going to see them again, but has a seed been planted that somebody else down the road is going to pick up and, and that's how the gospel spreads, right? We take the opportunities we've been given and we, we do the best that we can in that moment to, to witness, uh, in, in joy and in, and in charity. I think that's great, and Chris makes a great point in doing just what you were talking about earlier, Father, about uh, who are the people that are placed in your life, and how can you share with them the good news of Jesus risen from the dead? And Chris is using Uber as his vehicle. <laughs> no, no pun intended, no pun I guess. Intended. Right, yeah, exactly, that, um, of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Well, Father, we've not got a lot of time left, but maybe just in a minute before we get your blessing, um, a number of callers have been asking about family members who become hostile when they start sharing the good news. Any quick response that you would give to that? Yeah, I, I would go back to the the, the light, not heat. Um, I, so a lot of people have had a negative, uh, like a negative experience with the church or um, or, you know, or, or just, just are not open to to faith in general or to the Catholic faith, and so if you if you then sort of join the chorus of overbearing, um, you know, kind of annoying people, they're gonna, they're not going to listen to you. They're going to shut you off. Mm. Um, but if you are your own chorus of somebody who's super joyful, super charitable, very interested in what they have to say. Uh, that's going to make them a heck of a lot more open to 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 what you have to say, yeah. um, and that's but that's going to take that's going it takes a lot of time. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. It does. It does. Yep. Do so with love and humility, and I think the light, not heat, encapsulates that very well. Well, Father O'Brien, we've been very grateful for all of your wisdom that you've shared with us here on the show today. Only one thing remains for our hour, which is if we may receive your blessing, please. I'm happy to give you my blessing. Lord, we ask your blessing upon all who are listening here today. We ask that you help them to be great witnesses of our faith to all they meet. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father. And we are grateful that you have tuned in. If you missed any part of the show, go back and check it out on the show page or on the relevant radio app. You can always listen on demand there as well. Coming up next, we've got Father Ed Looney, who's going to be leading us through the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Tomorrow's show, I'm excited about this too. We're going to be talking about miracles. Where do we see miracles these days? Tune in then. Until then, grace and peace.